0: Hello, my name's Ben Simpson. You're listening to My Next Guest, The Improvised Chat Show. My next guest, uh, well his books have sold over 403 and his next book is set to beat that, voted Waterstones writer to watch out for, particularly around children. It's JJJ Cadling. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Um, first of all we have this question all the time what are the 3 j's for JJJ Cadley? My name's JJJ Cadley. Um, so it's J-A-Y, J-A-Y, J-A-Y. No, it's J J and then Junior Cadley. JJ Junior Cadley. Fantastic. And uh there's a lot of names is that your is that your birth name was that given to you? Or... My birth name is JJJ Cadley. Um, I'm now
1: known as J J. Cadley BSc. And you've got a Bachelor of Science? I've got a Bachelor of and Science. And what's your Bachelor of Science in? My Bachelor of Science was awarded to me by Loughborough University. And I never actually studied, I was never lucky enough to study myself. Um, and it was an honorary since my last book came out called The Tales of Loughborough Town. And that got me
0: awarded with a Bachelor of Science. A Bachelor of Science, rather than a Bachelor of Arts. No Bachelor of Science. Funny. I mean, is the book is the, is the book scientific in, in in many ways? Yes, uh, written on paper which is cut
1: down from the trees, which Mother Nature provided to us. I mean, the, yeah, the, I mean, the process of making the book is Exactly, scientific. and the machines, you see, the way that they print these books, very smart
0: machines, and ink meets and collides with Mother Nature in a very scientific way. Science and technology, I know, I, I, I agree, but what my... Cons- my And the sales techniques that these people use, the marketing teams, no, no, are I, often out of this world, the way hell, that yeah. they plan marketing. I understand, I understand that, but... So but in that sense, book, very scientific. You know, the book is... The book is Tales of Loughborough Town. Mm. Uh, so the characters within these tales... Are young
1: Gemini Prickins. And he is a quite a polite young man. And he lives on the edge of
0: Loughborough Town. And he has an... Is awesome... he a
1: scientist? N- not himself, no. No,
0: he So I'm still trying to establish why you were given a, an honorary Bachelor of Science. Are you sure you weren't given an honorary Bachelor of Art for your... The you, or...
1: Bachelor of Arts committee was closed that day.
0: Okay. And so a Bachelor of Science I was awarded, and Fine. happy I was to take it. Oh, well, there you go. That that's great, that's good news. So fantastic. So sorry. So I mean you're here you're here to promote your book. Actually, not the Tales of Loughborough, your new book, which is called Although Tales of Loughborough Town is still available on Amazon Kindle and also on Waterstones. Waterstones website. But but that's not the book you're promoting today, is not it? Not at all. So what's your new book called? My new book is called Hang that again, father. And it's a semi-sexual portrayal of your relationship with your father. It's
1: semi-sexual, semi-autobiographical... (laughs) Semi-autobiographical... It's semi-sexual, semi-autobiographical, and it's set in a dystopian future where fathers have... The reign of the whole family, which many people have said, JJJ, J, J, they do have that now. And I'll say, not in my household. In my household,
0: mother ran the roost. The critics are saying that it's a, it's as if you were to turn 1984 into Play-Doh <laughs> and uh, Day of the Triffids into Superglue, put them together, and lo and behold, you've got Hang It Father Again. I've never read either of those
1: books, and uh, this is why. The way I write is fantastic, and that's why a lot of many people will read my books, because I've got a very peculiar slant on this world, and I can often from times daydream and take myself to the future, and in that dystopian future I can see things that have come to pass, and these certain things I can then put down in notewood form. And this is why people come to me to find out about these dystopian futures. Because I see them. Not only do I see them, then I then write them down. Okay?
0: I've got to say, I really enjoyed the book. Um, I'm glad. Particularly where where you start off. You start off where Hovis, of course, have inflated their figures for the last ten years. They become bust. Correct. um, And there's a bread shortage in the UK. And, and, And if you were to bet on the stock
1: market, I'm not a gambling man but if i was my money would be against hovis
0: against hovis correct who would you go for any other bread excellent so uh hovis goes bust there's a bread shortage in the uk there's a civil war uh as a result because the queen has um has the last well she has a quite a substantial stock of hovis bread and I'm the last not, laugh not willing to, not willing to share it uh so the civil war um, the Civil War of nineteen two thousand and
1: seventeen.
0: <laughs> wow! So we're quite ahead. We're quite a way ahead in the future. We're sort of nineteen thousand years uh, ahead of where we are now. Um, and Hovis is, has been going for that long. I mean, I'm surprised we're still eating bread. But you know, the way you've written it, it you do you do sell it. We are, we do believe it.
1: It, um, it it still is at that point the best thing since sliced bread.
0: And and actually, the the sort of funny thing in your book is that Hovis. Uh, in in the, I can't remember what what the wording is now, the famine of something, actually went back to not having sliced bread. So their loaves were just a large cubier load. That's
1: right. And this was a movement that started around 1919 and 1919-00. So many few years before the book starts. And this is a culture that Hovis began... um, And it was, as the robots had taken force inside the factories, they would call it bastard slicing. And they began this, and you'd refer to it as bastard bread. You'd say, Mother, Mother, can I have some bastard bread? And you'd say, Yes, but only three inches. Because that's how they would measure bread in those days in the future. Because there was no slice, if you can imagine such a thing.
0: And so our our protagonist uh, is, of course, a royalist. Uh, That's right. And he is called John Luke John. John Luke John. Uh, And he's you describe him as a sexy bear of a man. Correct. Um, Now, this has been misunderstood. A lot of people said, by referencing a bear, you mean a hairy gay man. Other people are saying that he's a larger straight man. Um, There's no real... Inclination to his sexuality, what's. Throughout time and throughout the ages,
1: the shape of human beings has changed. And it's at this point, 192017, that the bear figure became very attractive. A suit man was found to be very attractive. So, like, similar to the voluptuous women of the Renaissance? Correct. And this is from both sexes, mind you. So, a very large woman in 1920-17 would be found to be oh, very alluring. And I found that fascinating, which is why John Luke John is a bear of a man. And her suit, correct. And large hands, yes. And he could hold a can, and it would look like a small can.
0: But it was actually a large pint can. Which, again, still still exists. Still in existence. In, in that time. Until 1920. Now, <clears throat> the, uh, the the thing that's obviously I'm going to ask you about, and this has been bounding around in the sort of page 24 of most uh, newspapers on a very small part of that, um, the the ending. Mm. It's uh, it's not really an ending, is it? And you, you've very, very, very vocally said you're not going to write another book <clears throat> to 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 tie up the loose ends yet. And people um, are no. people are Some people have said I'm I wasn't left wanting more, I was left wanting. And this is the thing with my work. You'll find
1: in a very number of very large number of my books that the ending is scarce to bear to not hardly there. And that is because What is this life of ours, but one that never ends? You see, when you die, you slip away. And you can't be sure how that has ended. Do you see the family by the side of your bed? Are you sure the nurse is there? Is she going through your purse? You can't be sure of it. And future's not been written, except for by me, because I can see the future, obviously. But for those laymen... You can't see into the future, so how could you possibly wish to put future into words or the end of the future? What What should I do? Prophesy the end of the world? I mean, yes, I wrote a book, "Prophecies of the End of the World," but it's uh, hypotheses. It's not
0: something that I ever said would be true. I think I think what I think what people have an issue with is that you literally end the book mid-sentence.
1: Yeah, and it's a 17-page novel, novella, if you would. But it, within those 17 pages, it's crammed full of the most fantastic stuff.
0: I mean, it really is. It's, it's in, it, considering it's 17 pages, it's so in-depth. It took me six weeks to read as well. Exactly.
1: Well, and this is the reason a lot of newspapers wouldn't serialise it, because there is so little within those pages, yet so much within that text.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen... Um, thank you so much JJJ um, It's it's been a fantastic honour to meet you uh, the book entitled please you do the honour hang it again father uh, is out now uh, I believe it's priced 169.99 right. RRP uh, Yes, from oh, I use future prices inflation exactly brilliant well thank you very much and uh, we'll hopefully have you on the show again soon not likely thank you goodbye if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at My Next Guest Podcast or email us at My Next Guest Podcast at gmail.com. I've been Ben Simpson. Our guest tonight was played by Adam royco Vega.
1: A Buttered Bread Production.